Hey, what's up? We did it. We did it. We did it. We've made it to another edition of Weekly Games Chat. If you hear my voice right now, first, let me tell you my name. It is Sean. Second, let me welcome you, whether you're a new listener or a classic. Richard, we appreciate you, and this is why we do what we do every single week. Uh, on Wednesdays, you normally get a new episode. That may not be always, but normally. Uh, I am not alone. I am not alone today. There are people everywhere on my Discord screen. Uh, there's a wife in the background, a dog, a Darth Vader, and those screens belong to none other than the appropriately named best part of weekly games chat chris is now shaking his head john how you doing sir i'm doing great sean how are you doing i'm doing fantastic and like i mentioned chris is here my boy chris <laughs> what's up son i am a golden god yes yes i i you know this part of the show ladies and gentlemen we do kind of kick back a little bit we catch up on the week that was and this week is kind of special let's be honest this is what um nerds gamers this is what we get excited for. It is now the new generation, the next generation of gaming consoles week. The Xbox Series X and Series S launched today. We record on Tuesdays. You hear it on Wednesdays. Um, and if you don't have one, you're probably not going to get one. <laughs> Shut up, Justice Ever. Platt. Or, uh, but, or it will be there by December 31st, according to him. Yeah. <laughs> oh. But uh, I got lucky today, and I've got a, a good friend in Chris who knows I get excited about unboxings and mm -hmm. if you follow us on our discord channel which is weekly games chat you would have seen chris posing in a fantastic picture holding his uh xbox series x and yeah i got it was just me and chris today i got to see the unboxing and he showed me the green he showed me the green top it was fantastic chris it's pretty initial initial thoughts and prayers on the uh xbox series x uh that is one heavy boy I can tell you, you can <laughs> definitely tell where the quality went <laughs> um, to make it that small because this is smaller than what I think most people will imagine when they first pick it up. Like I remember when we first saw it right at uh, VGA Awards last year, right? Yeah. I was thinking, yeah. wow, how tall is that going to be? Not too tall. Hey, it, may, it, it may be small, mm. but it's heavy. You yes. just row the boat, homie. Just row the <laughs> boat. Get it done. Wait, what? Ooh. He lost. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, easy setup. Way, way easy setup. So basically, all you got to do is download the Xbox app to your phone, and then it gives you a code, and it basically, I guess, sends out its own Wi-Fi signal. So your phone will just automatically connect, and it will go through. And while it was downloading the update, you know, as far as the firmware, right, it pretty much took me through all the setup. So by the time the update was done and installed and restarted, my Xbox was good to go. And then um, you've got plenty of options to transfer your games, whether it be if you have your Xbox One still, you can um, just put them on the same network and then transfer them over that way if you're someone like who has data caps. So for all those people out there that are like, man, I got a lot of things I need to transfer, but I really don't want to spend three gigs of, or you know, whatever it is of, of my data uh, or, you know, 300 gigs of my data doing all these transfers. If you want, you just transfer over your network. So there's that um, versus also just downloading from, uh, you know, Xbox Live. Um, 
I've already downloaded Assassin's Creed, Watch Dogs, and uh, NBA 2K, which is like a hundred gig download. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, they were it was routinely. I know some people like John. I think you can get higher speeds than me. Sean, you may be able to. So I was easily getting well over a hundred um, during my downloads. So you know that, yeah, that capacity is out there. But the biggest thing so far, I'd say that I saw the difference was this morning, you know, Assassin's Creed came out at midnight and I'd already purchased it. So I downloaded it to my Xbox. I was like, why not? You know, I don't know when my console is going to be here. I took nothing for granted, yeah. even though it said November 10th on the FedEx thing. I was like, let's just see how <laughs> FedEx does because I've had moments with them. Um, But. I fired it up this morning just for a little bit. Kind of went like just the opening scene type thing um, for those who have played it. Like literally that f- very first part where there's really not much gameplay so much as it is an uh, interactive moment. Um, And I was like, okay, this looks fine. But, you know, like it took a minute or so to load into that cut scene at the beginning and everything. Um. It was definitely running at 30 frames and I could tell it was running at 30 frames. And then when I started this afternoon at lunch on Assassin's Creed, uh, again, picking up right where I was because, you know, cloud sync, which was nice. So I didn't have to play that opening again. Very nice. Uh, As soon as it loaded up and the fact that it took me 12 seconds to get into the game. (laughs) And it was believer now. And it was pure 4K, 60 frames per second. It was not dropping, and I could just tell the textures were 10 times better than what I just looked at. I was like, "That's crazy." This this is why this is a good thing for all those yeah, people is- who do not have PCs. Welcome to you know modern era we- of what we've been dealing with the last couple of years, and it's really nice to you know not have to sometimes go through the hassle of a PC or something like John, you appreciate this, like those kinds of games where you know this is going to be about 80 to 100 hours of your life possibly to be able to just like kick back on your couch with the, you know, with the footstool up and it's, it's nice and plush and you can just look at your nice big 4K TV and be like, this is this is just pretty. This is really Well, you know, pretty. Chris, we instantly hate you because mm-hmm. we can't do that yet. We That's either have fair. to play it on the uh, the doo-doo pal of an old system that we have, yeah. or um, he has to sit in his computer chair that he wants to get out of as soon as he can when he gets off work and play it on his computer. Um, yes. So once again, we are reminded why we dislike you at the moment for having an Xbox Series X. But no, real Sorry. talk, uh, I told you today, and you confirmed, this is this is as close, I think, as a console has ever been to a you know, uh, a low to mid tier type computer. This experience. is, this is higher. I mean, you think like, it's even higher. I mean, you think about this, this is giving you the ability to do pure 4k, 60 K, you know, 60 frame gaming, right. Yeah, with HDR. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, I can't do ray tracing at that level. You know, I think anything that you see with ray tracing is probably gonna be at 30 frames. I think that's already kind of confirmed with Spider-Man, right. Cause I think they said like, you can either do performance mode, which turns off ray tracing, and that's 60 frames, or else with ray tracing, it's 30 frames. But um, you think of, like, right now, if you were to go out there and you think to get 4K 60 bare minimum is a 2080. That is a bare minimum right there. You know, just that's the card. We're not even going into your CPU in the case and the power supply. All those are yeah, things yeah, like... Yeah, yeah. I think you're at least looking at past estimate nine hundred dollars to get 
you know. Uh, <laughs> uh, so Sean just did a nine, by the way. Um, <laughs> he leaned far back. Good job, Sean. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, to think like that versus beforehand, like I think if you took the PS4 or, oh, no, or an Xbox, Xbox One, yeah. you're talking about best. You could build those things for $300 or so, you know. On a Something PC that scale. I remember vividly from the last, like the Xbox One uh, X, it was the one uh, we have a friend, a mutual friend, Brad. Mm-hmm. We were into PUBG, and Brad didn't have a gaming computer when that was out. So yeah. the big push was get you know get PUBG on Xbox, play it on Xbox One X. And I remember getting it with him, and I had a medium ish computer build before, and uh, the experience from playing that with you, or we we were winner winner chicken dinners. Where you uh, were telling me everything melted. <laughs> I think just, that's what you used to yeah, say. <laughs> it looked terrible. Yeah. It, it looked even worse. So, uh, yeah, to have this out the gate, it's big. I mean, there's going to be future updates, future things that are going to be great for the console. Yeah. You know, and, and let's not forget, boys and girls, and I know you haven't, in a mere two days. Well, actually, one, if you listen to this show like you're supposed to and you didn't pirate it some kind of way as we recorded it. How? You're hearing it on Wednesday <laughs> at the earliest. Wednesday night, Thursday morning, you have a chance to order and retrieve your PS5, uh, which is yeah something that John and I are shooting for. Chris is probably going to shoot for, and that's great. But if you're a gamer, today was also another great day for you. Let's say that you're a Destiny 2 fan. Guess what? You got your uh, Beyond Light patch today. Beyond. And you're playing... Wait, you're playing like no <laughs> that's funny you're playing destiny and and then friend of the show josh tried to sabotage the show yeah he did i the i came in here i leave for one <laughs> half hour to play some assassin's Creed. i come back and i look at sean's icon i was like what are what, you what, doing what, what? you so have, you have <laughs> something to do the 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 much anticipated pre-patch and we we all love a good pre-patch ain't that right john mm. All day, That's, every day. All day, every day. Uh, the pre-patch for Shadowlands dropped today, and boy, oh boy, I stayed away from the cutscenes and the cool things that lead up to it so I could experience them in-game. I can't wait to play that game. So uh, there's that. So, mm. I mean, think about this week. Xbox Series X, PlayStation 5, pre-patches for MMORPG, the greatest one of all time, possibly in WoW. Destiny 2 players are satisfied. I mean, all the things are coming out, which is great. But, Chris, I'm, I don't know if you saw this. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just looking forward for, to the fact, you know, I originally took off a bunch of time for uh, for what was going to be Cyberpunk. But I'm just excited now that regardless, like, come the 18th, I have, like, a good 10 days to just kind of game whatever I want. And, and Isn't really that nice? And to just try this thing out and see what it is. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I think we, you don't do this often, and – we all agree, and I think even the Richards do when we're able to do it. When we all three play a game, we kind of create something that's unique because we don't do that all the time. We all have our sure. perspectives on it. Sure. And uh, Valhalla Valhalla. Is, is something we're all three going to play. And I think, yeah, I'm Are playing it, John. It? I'm really? playing the, the H-E double hockey sticks out of it, John. Please play that on PC. <laughs> I'm probably going to play it on PC because yeah. I've just never been more You, you made me, you made me want to go stomp on my Xbox <laughs> One X after that intro. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to play it for sure. And then possibly Cyberpunk. I'm 50-50 yeah. on it. I'm, oh. I, 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 what? Other thing I thought about you today, Sean, um, 
Ooh, because I, I forgot it was a it launched today and it was on Games Pass. Uh, Tetris Effect Connected came out today, so I got dude. that downloading too. Dude, that's dope. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I you did some magic on our our mutual friend and friend of the show Jeff too. He brought up to me talking about Tetris Effect and how you kind of were like explaining to him the journey. And if you remember, I covered that game in VR and he's got that new VR. So it's it's a great. Let's let's just wrap this up, right? It's a great time for gaming, dude. Like this is this is a it's fantastic. Finally, it's finally here. Finally. Well, what's finally. not going to be here this weekend, boys, is a football game. We got to get our sports talk in, and uh, it's officially been postponed. The Alabama yeah. football team versus the Louisiana State University football team will not be played this weekend. It's a. It may not ever uh, be made up, too. Yeah, it may not ever be made up, and it's due to COVID. Uh, a lot of the LSU guys. Uh, they don't necessarily have the COVID. Yeah, they do. But uh, they do. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm getting the Pittsburgh story confused. Yeah. Then that's right. It, they have the co- Steelers. At least some players have COVID. But what killed them was contact tracing. Has basically made them have to shut everything down because you have so I mean, many it, players involved. They just don't have enough. It's better safe than sorry. Yeah. It's better safe. Than, and Chris, I, I feel. Uh, we're, <laughs> I have to say, when I heard it though, I felt like. I'm not shocked that it was them because I feel like if you're one of these teams now, especially them, the way their their season is going, it's really hard to ask 18 to 22-year-old kids that now have nothing to play for. They know they're not going to any championships this year, right? This season is lost to be like, I'm going to completely quarantine a whole college year when all my friends are out partying. So I, I have a feeling that's probably what happened, right? And yeah. I almost wonder as we go later in the year now, if that's going to be a routine thing, right? Like as more and more teams start dropping off and of course, because COVID's on the rise right now, um, if that just becomes a thing where you start to see more and more infractions and having to cancel things, I hope not. Yeah. I like, I said, like we're always going to, I'm always going to err on the side of caution. The last thing you want to have is, you know, somebody like, ah, they're fine. Go put them out there. And then everybody of everything gets COVID. And it's, I don't want that. You know, you don't want something stupid to happen because we can't just take a week off for football. Yeah. That's know? what happened in Notre Dame. Notre Dame, they yeah. just literally said, hey, let's have, uh, they always have a team lunch. And it just happened to be, I guess, that there was someone who had it. And then they said, next they're thing like, you know, hey, they have like 20 for lunch kids. today, COVID pie. Yeah. And, and they had to cancel. Look, let's be honest. Let's be honest. Georgia might as well have COVID. <laughs> well, I was going to pivot to that when he mentioned Notre Dame. There's two big games of this weekend. Huge game. Now Clemson Huge. and Notre Dame both have COVID after the way that uh, <laughs> Yeah, the Clemson-Notre Dame game uh, was a big one. Notre Dame pulled off the upset, of course. Uh, and then the the greatest tailgating party in the world. Yeah. Uh, the largest tailgating party in the world. I, I, I don't know how that quite went down with COVID restrictions, but... <sighs> The University of Florida played the University of Georgia in football this weekend, and I, I, John, I, I am not kidding. I did not know the outcome of this game until it happened, and I, my thought was, I said out loud, I said, "What?" Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a, it was, it was a weird one. I talked to, uh, you know, Ryan Leaf, aka Mike, friend of the show, guy, you know, redeem mm-hmm. himself. He has a brother named Matt. Matt's a huge Georgia fan. And I asked Matt what happened. He'll he'll give it to me kind of real. And he just said it. He says, I, I don't understand. He said, we dropped passes. People got hurt. It was a combination of things and all that spells uh disaster. 
and you put yourself in a position that it's hard to come back and win a game. Plus Florida. Well, I think really the real good. I think the focal problem is they can't they don't have they don't have quite the quarterback yet. They haven't figured that really haven't figured Now listen, that out. before the Alabama game, sir, he was known as the mailman, you know? And now all of a sudden he's too short, which people have picked uh, up on that. No, I no, not by he, you, but like in general. He needs experience, that's all. Yeah, I, I think he's going to be a fine little quarterback for the University of Georgia. I don't think so. Uh, I think – who is it? Because they got the one kid. If, if I was, my next – yeah, I was going to say if they let him keep playing, but yeah. they got someone nipping at his heels and who knows. But Florida quarterback uh, is uh, – Kyle Trash. He's good. He got my attention. Yeah. He's pretty good. He, he threw hey, some – Hey, that was, that was what I saw. I just saw basically a Georgia team where – it was clear they don't have a quarterback that they really believe in right now, right? Um, he couldn't move the Maybe. ball. Defense got tired and got injured. And at the same time, Kyle Trask is really good, and Dan Mullen is really good with the experienced quarterback. We saw that back when Dak yeah, was and, on them. Um, and if anybody pays attention to college football or, you know, University of Florida fans, they're going, dude, we, we knew Kyle Trask was good. He was. He got hurt. Yeah. And that's why you didn't kind of hear from him. But, yeah, he's got it kind of all together. Yeah. And I want to say the year he got hurt, he was kind of having it all together too. So, Dan Mullen fun. and Lane Kiffin are probably the best two QB developers. They're head coaches right uh, right now in the SEC, if not up there in the nation too. They just they know how to get guys to get the best performance out of them and, and really develop them. Um, yeah. That said, the other game. That was maybe the game of the year right there that I've seen so far. That Notre Dame Clemson game was just awesome to watch, like down to the what wire. What was the score? Uh, 47-40 in double overtime. Yeah, mm. it was. I mean, like down to like you think, you know, Irish have blown it again. It's a mi- or two minutes left. They went, uh, you know, they got stopped on fourth down after a BS non penalty call for them, and then you're just thinking they're gonna they're. Clemson's going to run this and kill the game. And then three and out, barely took any time off the clock. And then they had to go 91 yards, and Ian Book just found a way to keep moving that ball and get to OT. And then it was just back and forth the first OT to then just pure domination the second one. So that is is easily the best I've seen Notre Dame, I think, look in years. Well, Clemson didn't drop too far in the polls. They probably won't be too no. far in the playoff playoff playoff, playoff. polls either, because everybody knows, you know, or the excuse will be, and it's a valid one. Their stud, their stud at quarterback has been out with COVID, and they still only lost by seven and double overtime. But it is care. what it is. I, we got a lot of football left, boys. Got a lot of football yeah. left. Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, um, boys? This past Friday, the second episode of our all of a sudden, favorite show, The Mandalorian, came out. I have not watched it yet. Yeah, it was very good. We learned that uh, somebody likes frog eggs. I won't say who or what, but you can guess. Uh, and also, kind of to wrap up the shows, uh, I got to I gotta plug, once again, the Queen's Gambit, boys. If I told you, uh, if somebody would have told me, Sean, you're going to want to watch a show about a chick playing chess in the 60s, and you're going to love it, I would have been like, chess? I actually, um, the guy who runs the uh, brewery that Jeff and I go to, I saw like, yeah. this morning I woke up and uh, he had posted on Facebook. He's like, man, Queen's Gambit is the S word. You know, I was like, really? Because yeah. that is not the guy I imagine sitting down to. Uh, it's on Netflix. Netflix. Yeah. 
So it's based on a book that's weaved with with true fact, but also, like I said, weaved. It's got some fiction in it too. So uh, apparently the book was good, and now that Netflix has made a series, it's a limited run now, seven episodes. Hmm. But I heard the other day that there's a season two in the works. That's we'll always see. a dangerous thing when you start yeah, expanding. I, coming off away from content from yeah. the book, I know. But speaking of coming off content, uh, I, I got a signal from the show producer that we are at a good point in in the you know the pre-topic chat area. You guys want to add anything? Anything I omitted? If you like historical stuff, Sean, uh, season four of The Crown will be out Friday for your viewing pleasure. That's going to have uh, Diana, Diana and Charles, yeah. right? Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah, I saw that. That'll be nice. I thought about you and thought about possibly watching that when I saw that. I will watch John? It. John. I'm ready for this yeah. time. I'm excited about it, and I think the audience is going to uh, It's going to have to be a unique. It's going to have to be unique the way we do it because it's, you know, what it is. But let's not let's not no forget. <laughs> oh, oh, dude, I'm, I'm going to blow this. It's fine. That's what she said. Um, John's rocking some new headphones, new mic stand. New camera. Ladies and gentlemen, we are approaching pro level podcast. Uh a new phone. Uh new phone. I mean, it's it's amazing. But yeah, if you guys are ready, yeah. let's do this uh let's do this throwback topic. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we have arrived to the topic time of this week. Chris, let them know what the topic is. The topic is... The Game About Nothing! (laughs) I don't know what that means, but, you know, we're not saying what this game is. (laughs) We're not saying what it is, but I'll tell you what, it it was... it was game of the year or my prediction for game of the year in 2017, which means we would have talked about it being excited for it probably in 2016 or, or what, what do you boys think? It was the most anticipated game for 2017 when we did the episode. So and, some, at and some it was, point, it was distinct. <laughs> it was distinct because I think it was on John's list too. It was not on my list at all. And by the yeah. end of the year, it was not in your top three or whatever we did for that year. <laughs> top five. Bro. And I think it was in both like John and I's like at number two. So, so someone wants to go back and figure it out which one we're talking about. You can figure this out very quickly. Yeah. So <laughs> listen, uh, for the longest time after that, the shtick, you got to make sure you get the sh in there. The shtick was that not only did I proclaim this as my game of the year for 2017, I never even opened the, the dang thing when I bought it. Like it, it just remained unopened. So the, the thing became, you know, when Sean going to at least open this game, <laughs> I've got an update for you. The game's still not open. <laughs> very true. I, I can confirm uh, this. Very, very true. Uh, which, you know, that may be a score for someone listening. Who knows? Teaser teaser. Uh, but I, at some point, I don't even remember when, I went and bought uh, or saw the Greatest Hits edition. So instead of the game case being blue, 
The game case is now red. You guys know this. And it came, it came with the, uh, the expansion on it. What's the name of that expansion? Can I say it? The I don't frozen know. Something Wild? about frozen yeah. something. The, yeah. The frozen wilds expansion, which is pretty cool. So I, I, I got it for a, a pretty good price. I, I think I remember. And, uh, what, what's funny is prior to the, to the accident. Uh, so back in June, we are watching things. Uh, I had started, I had started playing it and, and leaks had kind of started getting out. They started picking up on it when the PlayStation event happened. What, what date was that guys? When they showed us the console for the first time, do you guys remember this was September or so, right? October, Mm, September. No, they showed us the console for the first time in like July. Okay. So July, I, I was watching it. Uh, live and they were they were view uh richards watching it with me and some of them picked up on that i got very excited about seeing a a sequel to this game coming out and we'll talk about that in just a minute um but yeah i think i gotta tell them the name of the game if they haven't picked it picked it up yet we might have some new listeners this has been kind of a running thing and and uh so kind of to set the tone or to why it's finally time to talk about it. One, let's be honest, there's nothing else to talk about right before the consoles come out. But two, we're hanging out in Discord one day. Uh, well, there's probably something we could talk about, but this just seemed fun. Uh, John is watching me play it, and he goes, do you remember what you told me, John? How it almost inspired you to want to play it again? Yeah, it made me want to crack this thing open on PC. It's so good, man. It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. So good. So, so good. Watching you play it. Um, yeah, and every time I'd look back, because I'd have to turn in my chair, yeah. and I'd look back, and John, with his you know sexy voice, he's saying things like that to me. And then every time I looked at him, I got kind of used to what what the way he looks at when he's looking at me. Yeah. And if you guys are on Skype, Facebook, you know what I'm talking about. You, you kind of see what the person's looking at. Well, anyway, and I'm like, he's really, he's really zoned in. Uh, <laughs> one of my best friends of all time, Cam, a friend of the show. He's has he ever been on the show? He's just, he's just a friend, right? He's like, he's like my NASCAR pit crew guy. Car high, car high. He's telling me all the things I need to do uh, as I as I navigate my way through this, but I decided to break this down a little bit, give you a little backstory, and then. Uh, We've already covered the game. We've already talked about it. It's already made list. This is just the fact that I played the game, finally. Uh, so I wanted to break it down and do like a countdown, four, three, two, one. Uh, we'll do this. The top four reasons to play this game, if you haven't already. The top three surprises that I found in this game. Uh, top two gripes that I had about the game. Ooh. And then also the, the one thing to not forget about for this game. So four, three, two, one, one more thing. Yeah. Oh no, yeah. I was oh, says, uh, yeah, okay. I, am I dumb? I go, yeah. What, what is it? <laughs> uh, so top four and I'll count them backwards and, and I hope we kind of riff on these just a little bit. Maybe it stirs up some memories for you guys or what have you. So number four for me is the, the, and I kind of lumped this together. It's the scenery, the landscape, uh, I don't want to say the word graphics, but the world itself, right? Yeah. Um, far off in the distance, as you make your way to the snowy mountains, or you know, when night settles and all of a sudden the sky is illuminated with stars, right? Shoot. And and the world literally lights up. 
yeah. some of the plants and things lights up the fireflies, uh, the fireflies, and then maybe transition as you play and you're in a dry desert to nothing or come back to the world where it's lush greenery. Um, the world is, is full, like quite literally with, with things everywhere. And for me, that is the number four reasons on why you should play Horizon Zero Dawn. Uh, <laughs> luscious. luscious. But do you guys, do, do you guys remember how good, it, obviously we just kind of alluded to John seeing it. And this was through a camera looking at a TV screen that through the camera, I think looks more bluish. John was like, this looks amazing. I miss yeah. it. I want to play Plus it for us. It's like weird because you know, you're coming in at like 30 frames per second. So I think the game itself is maybe like only moving at like 20 frames per second while we're watching oh, it. It's nowhere near as nice oh, yeah, as, yeah, 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 as, yeah. as it is in yeah, like he, person watching it. Right. Right. He's talking about my camera and then the T yeah, that's what you meant. Okay. Yeah. Uh, number well, three. Oh, go. I'm sorry, John. I think at the time I played it, I, still only had the original PlayStation 4. So I, I have not cracked that thing open on a, on a pro. I bet it looks nice on it. Yeah, I, I think it is this, this is one of the games, I'm going to ask the question stupidly on purpose, yeah. is this one of the games that uh, PlayStation is allowing to play on PC? Yes. 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 And I believe it's, even though it had some issues at launch from what I've heard from another friend of ours, Tate, who recently built a PC and then decided to get this game on there to finally play it. Um, he said all those issues have been worked out and that game runs like a champ now. Very, very nice. Uh, number three is the, uh, for the top four reasons to play it. Number three, number four again was the scenery, the landscape, the game itself, the world. Number three, the, the beast, the mechanical goodness that are the beasts that roam the world. Uh, I remember I, I want to say I remember Chris describing the thrill of taking down a big beast during his review of the game yeah. and how your heartbeat goes up, uh, how a how she's talking, she's talking to you um, while it's going that's, down. That's a great like, way to say that. <laughs> I, just, I thought, I thought at first uh, you were glitching out and I was like, wait a minute. No, he's just trying not to say the yeah. <laughs> remix. And, uh, it's, from your from the first so you're set out and you have the you got to kill your first big animal and you're you're a nervous wreck you're literally like you're escorted down to this thing and they're like kill this thing and you think oh my god that thing was massive how did i kill it right you had to think of ways to kill it but then as you explore this vast open world uh you find more types of mechanical beasts water beasts birds uh bird type beasts that fly bigger beasts smaller beasts like they're everywhere and, they, and you you learn you learn how to how to approach them because some of them as you get kind of gangster later on in, in leveling up you can just kind of pop pop you know and they're gone but there are still some i even encountered one yesterday uh the question when you have to encounter something that's huge that you always hear is huge you know how would how would you eat an elephant? And the answer to that is one bite at a time, right? <laughs> so in some of these fights, it literally is one arrow at a time, one trap at a time, mm -hmm. because one hit by these things, it's mm -hmm. almost comical how far you fly away from where you were standing and you die because that's how big the thing is. And that kind of goes into the, 
the beast being a little difficult. They're not, if you know me, John, once again, correct. Congratulations for being Sekiro. I do not like the difficulty of a game like Sekiro for enjoyment purposes. I still want to beat that game though. So it does challenge me. I get that, but this game can be difficult sometimes if you don't go into a fight on your toes, if you go in thinking you're, you know, you're Billy BA, you're going to just come through and dominate. Uh, Chris was on discord today when I was talking to Adam, he was also with me and I'm like, I'm going to go this man. This is like a level 16 camp, bro. I got this and instantly died. <laughs> yeah, so that's what makes the game. Quick. Uh, the game, the, the animals are breathtaking. Uh, moments can be heart pounding. They're fantastic. Do you guys have anything that you wanted to add as far as what stood out to you? Or I always enjoyed climbing up the, uh, what's a good way to say this? The mecha rafts. <laughs> I'll yeah, call them those that. are. I think that's like one of the nice high points of that game, just being able to climb Literally. And, and get the full scale of something like that, you know, that's probably like, what, maybe 20 or 30 stories tall, right? Well, even walking up to those, they act in Assassin's Creed. John, what are the the viewpoints called that you have to go up to to get a view of the like unlock the view of the city? The sink points. The sink points, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah but they're called something that you. Did, you did everybody who plays they used Assassin's to call them Creed, you Eagle talk. something, but I can't. I can't remember. I think so. Just, these things, these tall giraffey things, they act almost as that, and they are. They're fan. Not only do they act as unlocking the map, so you can see what's kind of around, mm-hmm. but uh, they also the story's woven into it because of a, a component you have to get off of it. So it's it's pretty cool. And to, that's, your fr- it's so impressive technologically because you know when we think of something like Assassin's Creed, yeah, you're climbing up these beautiful landscapes but the landscape isn't moving the whole entire yeah, this time thing, yeah you have to figure yeah. out how am i getting on this thing first and then yeah. what's my path up it while it's moving that's that's and one of the most impressive things i've seen from that don't forget how how uh you realize the the enormous like the how big this thing is because you hear it each footstep it takes as yeah. you walk up to it and you're like especially if you play with headphones on you're like oh my god this thing's massive that's what she said uh, number two, counting down on my top four reasons to play, uh, is the soundtrack. Mm. Uh, you guys, it's no secret, listeners. You guys, music's very important to me. Chris and I connect, and that's what that's how our friendship, I think, first, if if we want to call it kindled, that was the first looking, little spark. Chris was possibly some music. He said music, and I'm like, I gotta start looking for music. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm gonna. I already got. I'm going to talk to you about that. We got some time. Mm. Uh, I got a, I got a pitch as well. Uh, but the soundtrack to this game is beautiful. Uh, the original score as you're, as you're going through each part, phenomenal. Um, not only is music kind of important to me on a day-to-day basis, but when I play a game, anytime I ever talk about a game, you guys know, I want to say, was the music okay? Did it kind of fit the vibe? And I think that this game absolutely nails that from the instant that, that you're recognized and a fight has to start that, that like, boom, here we go. And the music instantly changes and there's like a, an upbeat. Um, but right before that, you're like in a beautiful moment and the soundtrack for the zone is playing. It's phenomenal. Also, you know, I mentioned before how, how beautiful nighttime is. Sometimes the music is just there and it doesn't try to overwhelm the scene. Mm-hmm. It, it almost feels like it blends into what you're viewing because it recognizes where you are. And and to me, that's something that's just is is phenomenal and a must for a game like this. And finally, 
uh, the number one reason to play this game is for its main character, which also is closely tied into the main story plot. She is phenomenal. Her, her luscious red hair, her, her, uh, her charm, the luscious her, world, the luscious hair. Luscious by, is the uh, word of the day, boys. Voiced voice by, by the lovely Ashley Birch. The luscious. Oh wait, no. Um, you instantly, you instantly love her. Like you, you, you want to protect her. You want her to succeed. You love her fight. You love her grit. You love you. You, you even learn to love. Like if you jump off of a cliff, she's like, "Well, t- thanks for taking that easy on me." Like she got, she's got quips that she throws at you through your adventure that is is awesome and it's it's also cool how the game set you up by showing you the young version of her and then you transform into the the warrior that she is and she's groundbreaking you know from her tribe going on to do what she does in the game uh she's really she's really cool and she i mean like i said this ties back to her fight she doesn't take any crap there's one character that's kind of central to the story mm-hmm. you see him a lot through like your um your earpiece and he ends up dropping a pretty big bomb on you. And she's like, all right, then I see how it's going to be. But, uh, she's, she's fantastic. Sony has found it's, it's cool that Sony found, uh, her and she, she kind of turned into what she did. Um, she, she could be the face of the franchise, not only for this game, but for Sony, if, if they wanted to, for me, she's depending on what I'm going to talk about later. Mm-hmm. Like, what if she ends up being up there with, like, for Sony, Kratos or Nathan Drake? You know, she has that potential, and that's that for me, that's really, really cool. I give um, them uh, credit with her because she's one of the few characters I've seen in a game, like, where, you know, she's pretty B.A. from the start, right? Like, once you get past that child part, right? Like, and she's basically the age she is for the rest of the game. And I give them credit because they actually give her a real reason in a need to be that BA, right? Like she's just not inherently great because she's like, yeah, I was born with it. It's like, no, no, no. She's literally been training for something her whole life. You know, that was very important to her. Uh, Well, and she has some big moments that key people are ripped from her. Yeah. And it's fight or flight almost. And you're, you quickly go, well, Mm -hmm. this is how this is going to be. So now we move on to top three surprises. I counted the top four reasons to uh, play the game. If you haven't, the top three surprises that I found in the game now. Uh, Number three, it still looks amazing. It's almost four years later after the release date, which was February 2017. Uh, You know? That game looked good. That game be looking good, yo. I mean, that game can have on yoga pants (laughs) or, you know, like some mom jeans or... (laughs) Some basketball shorts, and she still look good. That's all I'm saying. The game is is fresh. I love it. <laughs> um, number the number two surprise was the abundance. Now the world is gigantimous. Let's not get it twisted. <laughs> That's a specific term. I want you to yeah take note of that, Ta- ladies and gentlemen. Gigantimous. <laughs> gigantimous. If you guys like, I want you to legitimately answer this question: Is there another game? that has as many things on a map that this game has. Now, Odyssey. <laughs> may, Odyssey, possibly. I've never seen the interface or the map system on that game. Uh, 
you know, Spider-Man started unlocking a lot of icons on your screen. Uh, I'm thinking of Far Cry games kind of put things everywhere, but this thing's covered with icons, like anywhere yeah. from fast travels to campsites to, you know, mechanical animal areas to corrupted zones to giant giraffe mechanical guys. Like things are everywhere, like everywhere. Hey, Sean. Yeah. Tell me about the fast travel. Yeah, exactly. And I, 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 every time I fast traveled, I instantly thought of John because it is, I, I gotta say, it's one of the more, more fantastic fast travel systems in a video game. It's pretty great. It's, it's, it's pretty good. It's what separates from the nines from the tens, baby. It really, because there, there are certain points where you complete a mission and you're like, all right, what's next? Let's see. You know, you're breaking it down, what you want to do. And you go, Jesus Christ, I'm in the southeast <laughs> corner of the map and I got to go to the northeast. I don't. <laughs> I don't have a horse that I've, you know, hijacked. Yeah. Oh my God. And even, even if the, the one thing that I think is kind of cool, you don't just get a permanent fast track and it's unlocked through campsites. You guys talked about all that, mm-hmm. but the ability to make the fast travel packs when needed was very cool because they give you an abundance of the ingredients to do that. I forgot about that. <clears throat> yeah. 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 And, and I mean, I, I, I say that I was surprised that there was that much stuff everywhere in the map. Mm-hmm. but it's almost needed because that map in the world is so big. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what she said. That is, that's a good, that's what she said. Um, my number one surprise um, for my top three surprises through playing this game was the difficulty of the side missions and errands. So along with the main quest, you get side missions and errands you can play if you want. Of course you can just play the main quest and move on with your life. But some of them offer benefits, like there's a really BA suit you can pick up at around level 25 on a level 25 side mission. Oh, yeah. Um, One of them that I've recently done, uh, it starts off rather easily. And you have to, you know, beat a couple of humans and, and fill this little story up. And then all of a sudden they're like, oh, we got one more wave coming at us. Good luck, bro. And it's the biggest animal you've ever seen. And it's just, I, I, I've wiped out completely on this on a side mission. Um, even the errands that you think are, oh, hey, just go talk to this guy and then come back. Mm-hmm. They've, they've found a way to weave in, you know, some difficulty in there again. I like what that, I like what that too with the side missions versus the errands that they distinctly tell you the difference. Like, yes, that they're like, hey, yeah, this is just going to be a fetch quest. It's not going to have some huge storyline to it, and it's not going to give you some humongous benefit, but if you want stuff to do to help you level and get you some more XP and all that, here it is, versus like, hey, this is something that's going to take you maybe about an hour to go do, and we'll have multiple parts and story and all that. That that very much is something a lot of games need, I think. Yeah, they, they really did. A, I think they did a great job of separate, separating, really? Separating the... Uh, gargantuous the 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 interface for you uh yeah the gargantuous interface for you um from and i'm pulling it up now from the skills tree to the inventory crafting map your quests and then they even give you a notebook which lists all the machines you guys know all this all the stuff but it's broken down in a way that's very user-friendly and a lot of times in games that have as much content as this it's not necessarily as user user user-friendly so yeah um that's it so now we move on to some gripes that i have top two gripes um lance reddick i don't know i don't know if this was you just me 
Shut up right <laughs> now. He is a national treasure. Yes, uh, he is. So I found like sometimes voices would overlap other audio that was going on. And this kind of happened a lot for me. Yeah. I seem to recall that. Yeah. That bothers mm-hmm. me. Cause I'm like, if I'm, if I'm all right. So let's say I'm listening to a, you know, a note that I found an audio note and I happened to be near a camp. It got very, very mixed together and not good. Or you would think it, it, it does give you the option in some cases to stop audio, but on, on instances where you find maybe the next audio piece, how come when you start that one, the other one just doesn't stop? It's it, it got very kind of like Ew. so that that kind of was like I don't I don't I don't like that at all. But my number one gripe, well, we don't want to stay on gripes too long because this, of course, is my game of the year from 2017. <laughs> um, the number one gripe that I have is really with myself. Um, I waited entirely too long to play this game. What what in the um, what in the world was I doing, boys? We were trying to keep the uh, the legend alive. <laughs> True. Well, at yeah. one point. Now yeah. this is, ladies and gentlemen, this is the last <laughs> because, you know, we finally, hell hath frozen over. Yeah, I mean, oh. John, you're probably going to play the sequel in 2025. Well, you've, you've, you've definitely, you, you nailed something there and you, we've counted down the top four reasons to play it. My top three surprises, my top two gripes and my top thing about Horizon Zero Dawn is actually, you know, it's fun to be kind of positive, even though uh, this is all we got now. Mm-hmm. there is going to be a sequel and Chris broke the news to me and I'll let him talk a little bit on it. Um, there's going to be a sequel that comes out in 2021, right, Chris? Yeah. I believe they said the uh, report came out this week that, you know, of course this game is already revealed, but they didn't say when, but uh, it came out that they're from what I'm hearing that everyone's saying, yeah, Sony's targeting 2021 release fall. So this is probably going to be their big game for the fall next year, which I think, that just again, just tells me again, yeah, no, <laughs> I don't know why they put that on there other than to yeah. just, you know, mess with people, I guess. Yeah, that's it. I almost wanted you to say that makes sense, Chris, and then a head bob. But then as I was going to say that, you can't John just point out, John pointed out that this, this doesn't mean anything other than God of War is not coming out. I would be, you can't would you guys not agree? force a, uh, a head bob. The only thing I agree with that makes sense is that, yes, by you covering this topic, we've said everything that needed to be said about video games. I've already deleted the email account. <laughs> uh, we're done. You know, we're yeah, done, it's, 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 it's Sorry, guys. <laughs> we're not even um, going to do news today. We're wrapping it up. I'm going to play uh, NBA 2K. Y'all have a good career. <laughs> Chris Love, Girth Brooks is back, buddy. Hey, <laughs> but there is one more thing, boys. Yeah. One more thing. So I still own an unopened copy of this game. Yeah. Yeah, you do. Uh, but right here, Chris doesn't even know about this. John kind of does. I, I think I'm I can figure that, it out. <laughs> I'm giving that copy away. We're gonna find a way to give this away if if the listeners want it. Um if you guys want me to write a note on it, uh, I I'm not I'm a I don't think I'm important enough to write you a note or sign it, but we're I'll gonna find it. a way. <laughs> we're gonna find a way to give this away. Uh, make it very easy on you guys, and you can have my unopened copy, the legend itself of horizon zero dawn we'll figure something out we'll get the details out uh i feel like this was at least a equivalent of one more thing when nintendo showed like metroid 4 prime right this is this is on par with that you know no oh, yeah. okay. absolutely <laughs> but I'm yeah sure that's um, coming out in 2021 right john 2024 <laughs> 2024 
before we wrap it up, do you guys have any questions that you want to ask me that I didn't cover uh, or any final thoughts on this game? Oh, and if you want me to give it a Richard, it's a 10. It's a full-out 10. It uh, that was what I was going to ask. What, uh, what else? I wish I remembered what I said my top games in 2017 were. What uh, else was that year? Oh, yeah. We should have looked it up. Um, it's like it's like me going back to Sekiro thinking maybe that would have been my game. Oh, Breath of the Wild came Oh, Breath of the Wild was that uh, year. Mario Odyssey came out in 2017. That was probably your game of the year because me and uh, you Nier were... Autonom- Auto- Near Autonomous was that year. Yeah, because I think like yeah. that was the year where me and you were extremely hype on Mario. And of course, you and John were extremely hype on Breath of the Wild. Is If I recall, it was the way that kind of broke down. I went... I think in the end, I said Near was my game of the year, but... I think so. Uh Origins came out that year, John. Mm. Prey came out that year for you. Mm. Uh, Chris would have been playing the fractured butthole. That was fun. Uh, uh, let's see. And I don't think. Oh, John, that was the year Hellblade came out. Mm. Yeah. Chris would have been hype on Andromeda, but that was not his game of the year. <laughs> I'll be hype on the news we're going to wow. talk about. <laughs> Looking back on the 2017, that was a good year for us, boys. We played uh, Edith Finch. We played Neo. That was fun. That might have been one of your top games too, Chris. Neo. Uh, yeah. Especially, uh, uh, shoot, shout to what he, uh, what he to Edith Finch or whatever it's called. Yeah, that was a that, that was, was a, that was that, you know for storytelling games. That was a good one. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, undoubtedly, uh, this has been a long time coming. This game is is almost as perfect as they get, in my opinion. Hmm. Um, what's funny is I've had almost four years to be like, yeah, people. It's crazy. That's not necessarily necessarily universally agreed. Uh, if you look at the PlayStation Hits cover art for it, they've got some pretty weird scores. A nine point three on it, nine point five. They got a five That's star great. from from Giant Bomb. Nerdist gave it a four and a half out of five. I mean, but then when you go to Google to look at what people are talking about, I don't know that people that played it liked it or something. Guys, help me out on that. Like, now, I mean, everyone I know who has played this game has loved it, personally. I don't know anyone that hasn't enjoyed it. And it's like one of those things where when people are like, this, you know, Days Gone is just as good as this game. I'm like, really? You know, I just kind of, whenever I remember. This is where that, I, yeah, the, Days Gone doesn't hold a candle to this game. Like, no. at all. I'm I sorry. I mean, like, the only other two games in my book that were sony exclusives that are on this level are god of war and uh and and spider-man spiderman yeah i love it. i agree i said i see what happened steam has it like well i guess seven, that's the last of us I'm, but I'm, that's I'm, because there were issues with the computer release of this game i'm thinking my statement now and i'm like going wait a minute there was a game called the last of us part two wait a minute there was a game called uncharted 4 so uh, okay stuff that wasn't made by Trash. naughty dog that was PlayStation's exclusives. Yeah. Wasn't true. Yeah. Well, if you boys are done, you got my Richard score from yeah. 2017 and 2020. Uh, we can go ahead and, and, and button the topic time up. I, I've enjoyed this thoroughly. I'm glad the itch came back. I'm glad John got me excited to continue to play it. I appreciate the help that Cam's given me. Uh, I appreciate the opportunity to have, uh, talk like Ed Orgeron, apparently. Um, <laughs> trying to have a press conference y'all be quiet (laughs) but uh yeah let's let's uh if you guys are ready man let's go knock out this news it's taco tuesday you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. yeah
Heya! I'm Chris Wilson. And I'm Dylan Gregory. And we host Backstage Gaming, a weekly podcast about video games and storytelling. We both play pretend professionally. Sometimes on stage with other people. And sometimes alone in a soundproof room. So join us every Monday while we talk about games, acting, and how a story comes together. Backstage Gaming. Dramatic takes on your favorite games. Part of the HP Video Game Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Justin. And I'm Josh. And we host the Pretty OK Gamers Podcast. Think of our show as water cooler conversations with a little less gossip and a little more geeking out. My Halo, I think, is Legend of Zelda. What? No way. Yeah. No. Who are you again? I'm Justin, and we're, we're <laughs> rather OK at playing pretty good games. No, no. Every week, we talk about games and their history, and even ask ridiculous questions like, are open world games even good? So come join us every Sunday on the HP Gaming Podcast Network. See you there. See ya. All off the press and straight to your ears. Weekly Games Chat presents the news. <laughs> news. They stay. It's always fun. Yeah, that yeah. is. We we have fun with that one. I I, I tell you what, guys. It's one fantastic. day we'll be in a room and it can be done appropriately. Maybe. If Maybe. Rona doesn't go away, though, who knows? <laughs> we got a 90% uh, effective vaccine or whatever. Maybe we're going to get there. Apparently. Hope. Hope. Uh, I do hope that John kicks off the news segment this week. Fantastically. Well, Sean, that's exactly what I'm going to do. Um, I'm going to release. And I'm going to by telling you about <laughs> the release window for the PlayStation 5. It has been confirmed per a PS5 advertisement that Gran Turismo 7, Ratchet and & Clank, and Returnal are anticipated to launch in the first half of 2021. Furthermore, Horizon Forbidden West is set to launch in the second half of yeah. 2021. The advertisement, which can be viewed on YouTube, was seen in small text below the gameplay footage. It's important to note that COVID-19 could have some effect on the releases of all of these games. The PlayStation 5 will launch on November 12th and November 19th, depending on the region you live in. And uh, I'm never going to get one. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's Why are we covering it? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Dude, if I don't get one of these soon, oh, I'm not going to be a happy camper. Well, you it's know? it's interesting. It's interesting that they didn't indicate, you know, that, well, maybe there wasn't gameplay footage to show, which also speaks to the fact that God of War is not yeah. coming no. at the fall of 2021. Um, so... Yeah. Of all those games, the one I have least faith that what will be out the first half will be Gran Turismo, just the way the history of that franchise has been. Ratchet yeah, and Clank, time. I, have good, I, have, I have good faith in. I don't know yeah, about Returnal. <laughs> I agree. And a, Returnal is going to be the game of the year, apparently. Yeah. And it will make me sad if uh, we don't get Horizon by the end of, this, of next year. I, I'm Perf- hoping. Perfect timing if we get it. You know, yeah. the, you know, 2020. Coin, coin, one. It's going to be great. Coin, coin. It's going to be uh-huh. great, bruh. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, uh, more news on the PlayStation 5. It currently does not allow you to install, store, or play next-gen games anywhere other than its internal SSD. Isn't that crazy? That means no external SSDs, guys, or HDDs, whatever you're planning on using. According to some, um, what, I, what I like to call FAQ, which really is <laughs> FAQ, uh, regarding external <laughs> USB, FAQ stands for, for frequently asked questions, by the way. 
quote, no players, no, players cannot transfer PS5 games to a USB drive. PS5 must games must be stored on the console's internal ultra high-speed SSD for gameplay. Explorations for allowing players to store but not play PS5 games on a USB drive in a future update are underway. A future system software update will allow the PS5 to output resolutions up to 8K uh, when content is available with supportive software. Uh, this will, of course, go towards future-proofing the system. PS5 launch day sales will only be online this year, meaning there will be no physical units available for purchase in stores on launch day, which is a little different than Xbox, right? Yeah. I told you I wasn't getting one. Yeah, Xbox was uh, weird. I was very surprised to hear they were going to have them in store, but yeah, they the, did. The few, the few that they had, right? That's crazy. Uh, I and I really don't think PlayStation is going to break the mold on this stance. Uh, you you brought it up, Chris. They don't want to be responsible or blamed for people being yeah. crazy, and they try to tie it to Sony as so far as to why they got COVID nineteen standing in a line or some mess. Yeah, you know it is what it is. Uh, one of the big games that's going to be on PlayStation 5, Chris, is a game that you think should have been just an expansion. Well, before that, Sean, I was going to just say, oh. I, I think the the SSD part is just kind of another sign of the effect of COVID as far as what it's had this year, right? I'm sure this was something they were wanting to have there at launch, but I, I don't think it's like an oversight on their part. It's just like, hey... What's more important, to get the console in the people's hands or to have every little single feature in, you know, the console before we get into their hands? And, you know, it sucks. It's definitely not opportune, but, you know, I'm sure they will get it out there as soon as they can. But, yeah, once they do have that, maybe you can transfer, you know, from your uh, Spider-Man, from your SSD, right, to uh, to your PlayStation 5 hard drive. Right, Sean? Um, yeah, apparently Insomniac saying you can, so who yeah. knows? <laughs> Insomniac Games has now confirmed that the upcoming Spider-Man remaster will allow you to transfer your save over from the PS4 version. The change was made in response to fan criticism that none of the original save would transfer over. Insomniac made the announcement on Twitter saying, quote, We have heard you. In an upcoming update <laughs> for Spider-Man PS4, we will add the ability to export your save to Marvel's Spider-Man Remastered. The remastered on PS5 is set to arrive alongside Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales. Um, I guess the one thing I feel bad for is if you're playing on trading in your PS4 right away to pay for your PS5, right? That would be the one part that might suck with that. If it you have to export it and you can't do that yet. But still, it's nice to see they got that solved. Yeah, I was thinking today this is only the second time in my gaming career that I'm going to have the next gen console with the the old gen. So I can do the transfer easy. Kind of like you did today with your Xbox. Mm-hmm. Uh, the previous time was when I got the switch and I had the Wii U. Mm. So, uh, yeah, that's cray cray up in here, up in here. Mm-hmm. Uh, what that's did a, I click? Uh, it's, uh, what a weird, it's a weird way to upgrade, <laughs> right? You know, John, you seem to have a lot of knowledge on upgrading, you know? So uh, tell us about Days Gone. Well, Days Gone is getting an upgrade, John. <laughs> Let me tell you 
Ben's, uh, Sony Ben Studios has revealed its plan for running Days Gone on PS5 that will boost performance to 60 frames per second with dynamic 4K. Ben announced the news via Twitter and confirmed that save transfers will be in place from PS4 to PS5. This news comes following the announcement that 2018's God of War will also support up to 60 frames per second on the PlayStation 5. And that's good news for all. The uh, you know, Days Gone might not be better than Horizon Zero Dawn. It might not even be close. It's not. But it's still a good game. You're you're right. I, it, it blows my mind when I see things like God of War was 2018 and we're about to be at the end of 2020. 2020. It blows then, my mind that I can play God of War at 60 frames per second. Yes. <laughs> going to be dope. Yeah. Boy. That will be Boy. nice. Chris, it's well, next. Well, can I, before, yeah, 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 yeah. Of course. I, I started reading this like a game show host, and we forgot to mention something very important. Oh yeah, very sad. Mr. Alex Trebek has passed. Yeah, yeah, I would, I, I would, yeah, yes. Let's. Even he though was, he never, he never said, he never read or said anything like a game show host. No, <laughs> I, I will tell you this: one of the greatest things that I uh, heard. Uh, most listeners in the United States probably at some point have heard of the Elvis Duran in the morning show. It's a big show out of New York. It's on Z100. If you have satellite radio, you you might be able to listen to it, all that good stuff, right? Well, they had a bunch of audio from when Alex Trebek would read rap lyrics. Yeah, I saw this. <laughs> and he if does you, not miss a beat. He does not miss a beat. And if you need to just be reminded about how great Alex Trebek was, and he could be reading something from a poetry line. <laughs> just just him going, Panda. Panda, 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 panda. Exactly. Panda. Uh, he's going to be missed. And uh, <laughs> I was I was kind of optimistic, cautiously optimistic about his fight with his pancreatic cancer. Yeah. And I was like, can he be the one? You know, can he do it? And then he passed away well, the, peacefully, they say. The crazy part is just that, you know, man, my grandfather died of pancreatic can- cancer. And I remember his last two months were just, you know, just debilitating to watch. But. He apparently was recording up to the very end of last month, new episodes of Jeopardy. So that just shows how much that show meant to him and then how much he cared about it. It was cool. What was trending right before the news broke of his passing was that contestant, mm-hmm. you know, who, who wins. And Alex Trebek always asks you, is there any shout outs you want to give anything you want to say? And the guy kind of starts tearing up and he's like, well, I got to be honest with you. Uh, and he basically, I'm, I'm, I'm sure I'm summing it up. He was like, I used to sit on the couch with my dad and watch Jeopardy with you. So thank you, you know, for everything you've, you've meant so much to us. And he teared up. It's a great, it's, that's also a great clip if you want to see it. So thanks for bringing that up, John, for sure. We would have, uh, we would have been not cool if we would not have brought that up. So for sure. Uh, picking back up on the news, there's no other person I'd rather read, uh, this than Chris and it's about Halo 4 getting a remaster. Hey, Halo 4 will launch on PC as part of the Master Chief Collection with a fully remastered campaign on November 17th. A trailer titled Wake Up John just dropped on the Halo YouTube channel. The description reads now optimized for PC experience the fully remastered campaign to embark against new foes, dust off some orbitable drops in Spartan Ops or dive right back into the multiplayer. The Master Chief Collection will also be receiving an update for Series X and Series X, and will offer 120 frames per second in both the campaign and multiplayer modes with split-screen improvements and up to 4K on the Series X. That's a that's sexy dope. update. Very sexy. Yeah, that's that's nice. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I, I'm wanting to go back through... 
I, I probably run out of time to do so, but kind of finish the replay of the Halo games. Yeah. Um, it's always good to do that. They're 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 Halo very nice. Halo Four is like probably my favorite campaign for me personally. Not Halo Five. Halo Two <laughs> for me. Halo Two for real. Yeah, for real. That was the jam. Uh, but I give credit to Microsoft because you know, despite whatever issues they had at the launch of the Master Chief Collection, you know they've stuck by that and they've yeah, really yes. given anyone who is a Super <laughs> Halo fan the one definitive place to pretty much play Halo. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So good for them. They even they even added new content like um, yeah like Reach Reach is now a part of it. Mm-hmm. Reach is in there. Uh, Halo ODST. So just about everything outside of five is is in there. It's really cool when we talk about Halo and right behind Chris's left shoulder is the uh the Chiefs helmet. Got that. Right next to Darth Vader. Of, uh, the launch of Halo three. Yeah. Fun. Oh I, ladies and gentlemen, fun fact right. alert. Given to you one by Chris. Uh I'm gonna uh yeah. I do do I get it on PC? Do I do this? Do I play it? Sure. On PC or do I stick with it on i don't know i chris told me my xbox one x is a piece of crap now so uh it is what it is true uh uh, switch sales yeah guys there's still a nintendo out there and i actually read an article about will the switch be able to compete they're going to be in their own lane boys they're going to do what they do and according to the company's latest financials the switch continues to sell well the console has now surpassed a lifetime sales for uh for the wow the console has surpassed the lifetime sales for the NES nice. and has updated its financial forecast to show a 50% profit increase by the time the fiscal year ends. Nintendo shipped 6.86 million units in the previous fiscal quarter for a total of 68.30 million units. Mm-hmm. Animal Crossing has reached 26.04 million copies. Wait, what? And uh, sold trailing uh, behind Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Nintendo has sold more than 450 million games for Switch so far. That's a lot of games, boys. And finally, Super Mario 3D All-Stars has sold more than 5.21 million units since September. And that's one of those you want to pick up because it's going to be a limited run. So don't forget that. John, have you picked that up yet? Yeah, I have. It's I haven't taken it out of the the plastic yet. Oh, I thought you were going to say the box. I was like, I never take it out the box, John. That's in the box? No, I haven't haven't opened it yet, but I'm very much looking forward to getting to play Super Mario Sunshine. That's one of my faves. Uh, Fun fact about me, never played it. What was the fun fact I saw this week? Oh, that Animal Crossing alone has sold more than every PS4 exclusive from Sony combined this generation. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Just tells you, like, Nintendo... They're kind of in their own little world on that. like. And Chris, that's why it. they don't lower prices. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, they don't have to. I hate it. You know, I don't yeah, think it's it, great it, for it's consumers. But it's working for them, and there, there will be some more Animal Crossing news later when we talk about our Twitter stuff. So that's going to be fun. What up, Platt? Uh, Chris, once again, a, a, a thing I think you have to read, and this is about saying hello to Mass Effect. You know, it's one of Long your favorite rumored. franchises. Remastered Mass Effect Trilogy is official, and it's coming spring of 2021. We'll see if that hits. Uh, according to the official tweet, your choices, your squad, your shepherd. Relive the legend in the remastered edition of the highly acclaimed trilogy. Mass Effect Legendary Edition arrives spring 2021. The collection will include the single-player base content 
and DLC from Mass Effect, Mass Effect 2, and Mass Effect 3 with all the promo weapons, armors, and packs. And it will be remastered and optimized for 4K Ultra HD. It will be coming to the PS4, Xbox One, and PC. In addition, Bioware has confirmed the new Mass Effect a new Mass Effect game is in development. The game will be developed by a veteran team from Bioware, and it will be the next chapter in the Mass Effect universe. Dear Lord EA, if you're going to do this, just let Bioware do what they want to do. Let them use the engines they want. Let them take as long as they need. Do not rush this. Do not force this. I, I feel like they're doing that with Dragon Age after everything went wrong on Anthem and andromeda so maybe they're learning their lesson but i just do but remember how good andromeda looked before you played it like we were like man this is gonna be good it I did and then i saw facial it. animations and it was like <laughs> oh okay they picked a very nice one spot this game looks great as opposed to the parts it did oh, not no. but uh no i mean I, I think that's been their problem is that ea's kind of been doing what ea always gets in trouble too with its studios it purchases like visceral you just like start going, no, you have to do this and this time frame because we have stockholders and they, we, we need to make money. So we can't wait instead of taking like the Bethesda approach, right? Where you go uh, for your biggest teams, which Bioware is probably the biggest team that they have as far as a resource outside of Dice um, at EA. And you, the, the smart thing is always for those teams to say, do what you need to because we know in the end, if it's solid, We'll get a return on our investment, you know. That's an ROI. So, so that's that's what I hope for. <laughs> I mean, uh, hopefully Casey Hudson has a big part in the game. Buddy, I, I I love seeing you get that that it's not heated but animated about a friend. You you're very passionate about Mass Effect. It's, it, it's amazing he, to me that Bioware was maybe one of the top three studios of the Xbox 360 and PS3 generation, and yeah. they released three games. Their strongest one was the first one, and the other two just fell apart on them. And dude, I'm you telling know. you, I I remember hearing about the ending of Mass Effect Three, and people were just fifty fifty. Well, no, no, I'm it. not talking about that. I'm talking like this oh. generation. Yeah, oh. Dragon Age came out, so it started development well before, and that was their big hit. And you know, praised one lot of game of the years was kind of the first really definitive next gen title for a lot of people. Yeah, uh, yeah. And then you know, Mass Effect and Drama dropped the ball anthem drop the ball that's what and, you meant yeah. yeah i mean i'm dumb it's it's like no meanwhile you look at the last generation you had the three mass effect games and you had uh two amazing dragon age games so i don't know there's talent there they just have to figure it out that sounds like something you've heard in 2k uh basketball <laughs> <laughs> there is talent there in, in uh the you did books. mention ea uh john is gonna enlighten us well, okay. John, let me tell you about some new franchises. Yeah, yeah. I can't wait. EA Sports. It's in the game. Ooh. Electronic Arts has stated that it is planning to release new sports franchises in the coming years. Andrew Wilson, he's the CEO, uh, discussed the continued growth of franchises like FIFA and Madden, <laughs> but added a mention on future games stating, quote, we also have plans to add to our core EA Sports portfolio with multiple new franchises in the years ahead. It is not clear what new franchises he may be referring to, but I, for one, am looking forward to a curling game. Who's with me? I'm totally down for a curling game, bro. Can you imagine that? Yeah. Can you imagine be, the multiplayer? Oh, my God. That would be so hype. I love watching curling. I'd play curling, you know? 
Yeah. I, what other like what other sports? I was trying to right. think this out when I read when John put this in there, and I was thinking it's been a generation since we got a new Fight Night game. Um, yeah, and that was very that popular. Game? Yeah, they did Fight Night. Um, but did that be a new franchise? Well, I mean, I, it could be a resurrected. So in a way, to them, it's new if it's you know new to me. Um, NBA Live has been dead for the last two three years, so maybe they're <laughs> going to try to resurrect that. And uh, also, even though it's not hardcore sports, but it's more arcadey sports. You know, back in the day, I'm sure Sean, you remember this, man, especially PS2 era. Like SSX was huge, and they haven't put one of those huge. out. Um, since well, like 2000, I thought of NASCAR Heat as well. Yeah, that's another one. That's fair. But but uh, the reason I kind of was like I'm I'm at a loss because these like you said would be more resurrected or or remade. They're not really new, they, but they may also for take sure. like more arcadey modes of FIFA and Madden and make something out of that. That's possible. Um, what was the old? They had that basketball game that was like an arcade like, one. I like backyard remember. basketball or something? No, that was backyard football. No. Um, playground? No, no? it's before playground. It was like you had this dude that had the big throw that was awesome. I cannot remember the name of it right now. But it was one of those EA bigs. I'll look it up while you guys go to the next one. Well, I'm, I'm, I said arcade like, uh, and they're actually literally showing me arcade things. Um, that's great. That's great. Yeah, you can look it up while I move on to. Uh, news about Battlefield NBA uh, Street. There you go. That's what I was NBA saying. what? NBA Street. Street. Street yeah. Yes. That good good job on the research team. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's been a new Battlefield confirmed. A uh, kill confirmed. Uh, a new <laughs> Battlefield game has been confirmed for holiday of 2021, and <laughs> will deliver on a true next gen vision for the franchise, according to um, Andrew Wilson. Um, don't forget he is the CEO. Uh, Dice is creating our next battlefield game with never before seen scale. The technical advancements of the new consoles are allowing the team to deliver to deliver a true next gen vision for the franchise. We have hands on testing, yeah, underway internally, <laughs> yeah, and the team has been getting very positive feedback on the game yeah. as we have <laughs> as we have begun to engage our community. Yeah. The, <laughs> The next Battlefield is set once again to launch in holiday 20, sorry, 2021. Uh, we're excited to share a lot more about the game in the spring. So, yeah, there's that. Yeah. That's going to look good on Xbox. It's, uh, it's, been, it's been a while since I played a Battlefield game, boys. It does have potential to be the best looking game that comes out next year just because it's probably one of the few that won't be waiting on unreal engine five you know because they use their own the frostbite engine for that and they usually hey that's gaming knowledge provided yeah. to you by chris and frostbite is, you don't get there you don't get that anywhere else sean yeah. that's that's right frostbite exclusive primarily made for battlefield so i would think they would mm-hmm. push it plus they're probably just happy not to have to deal with the xbox one or ps4 anymore listen there are fun facts in the world john and chris but sometimes there are knowledge tidbits and boys and girls you just got a dose of those. Mm. Chris, do you have the uh, vocal effect ready? Because we have arrived. By this week. Kind of sung this week. Well, well, Chris, with a voice that deep, you've got to have a big hard drive. That was awesome. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. 
Speaking of hard drives, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War is going to take up a lot of space. Just like Sean's. The storage space required on consoles and PC is around a more, jeez, uh, I can write, is around more than 100 gigs of space. You can start your preload um, on November 5th. So yeah. Already you can preload this and it might take at 9 p.m. Food time on consoles and november 10th at 10 a.m pacific time on pc here is the storage space required for each system the playstation 4 requires 95 gigs PlayStation 5 requires 135 gigs the xbox one 93 gigabytes and the xbox series x slash s is 136 gigabytes Mm. the pc requires 125 gigs full game on ultra graphics 82 gigs on full game and 35 gigs on multiplayer only guys. That's a lot of gigabytes. Yep. Yeah. That be, that be a lot of gigabytes, yo. Like Chris, how many gigs does, how many gigs does your, does the Xbox series X have access to when you get it set up? I think it was 700 and something. I can't remember. So that's half of the system for call of duty. That's great news. You I've already room. just used 102 gigs for NBA 2K, though. That oh, geez, yeah, that was yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot. Uh, that's I a mean, lot. I think I won't get Black Ops until it's probably on sale because I have really no interest in the multiplayer, just the story for that one. Hmm. And that's how we end the news this week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> John, remember when it would take you like three months to download a hundred gig game? Like when you try to do, do massive chief, uh, Master Chief Collection. The Master Chief Collection took three months, eight days, twelve hours, and sixteen seconds. Phil unlocked it early just for you because he knew you were going to yeah. struggle with it. Yeah. He's like, "I got a big load for you, John." You're like, "I want to take Ooh, a big load." That was a big one, Ooh. and it just all over. Right. That's why he wears a jacket. <laughs> My jacket ain't going today, by the way, Sean. (laughs) I guess I'll get it tomorrow. You remember there was a title of of an album? What was those guys' names? It was Take Your Pants Off and Jacket. (laughs) (laughs) That's a great title. Great title. Yeah. Good times. Sean, do you want to wrap this up? Never. Well, just to be safe. gentlemen <laughs> if you ever want to write into us you can definitely do so to our email account which is weeklygameshed at gmail.com it's from the year 3000 it's from the year 3000 i'm sad to inform you and that year we have no emails to read there Boom. however as trend um as the trend has been we do have some emails over in the discord section which again we do have one of those it's it's top notch it's awesome if you want an invite to that easy to get one we we put out very easy uh i've got two uh that i think we can follow up that weren't from last week one's from a mini he says chris i don't know if you continued playing but did you find the recruiting system in watchdogs legion 
mm. more or less enjoyable than in Shadow of War. Bless. Also, do you also <laughs> do you think playing on the hardest difficulty, uh, where all your agents have one life, would make the game a bit more fun because you start to care about their lives? I think there's so many. I mean, like the only ones I would care about if I did that would be the uh, the very high operatives. Like which are primarily like, the ones that are over the districts I found, and there are oh. some ones that you can get that out in the world that like you scout and you're like, oh, yeah, he's worth getting. But it feels like the game is designed even in that where they're not going to put you in a bind, you know. And if you're recruiting enough people with high skills and you built them up, I don't think it's really that effective, you know. Um, yeah. So when you said high, I thought you meant like drugs. Hey. And, uh, you do the hard part of that game is there are people you can get like that have handicaps to them like they're drunks and things like that <laughs> and they have you know kind of like negative effects to them but no yeah shadow of war was always uh really fun to go around and recruit people yeah you that's a game you like and i think it's on the playstation's uh games for november yes i think and we talked games about that pass, last week I believe. and games pass uh we got an email uh, from in Discord from Punkhead. What up, Punkhead? What up, what up it says, Punkhead? It says so. Uh, Xbone. That nickname is no more. At least that's how my friends and I refer to it. I did too. I don't know if Chris and John did, but I think we said Xbone a few times. Um, so what are we going to refer the new gen to? Um, S E X. S E S. I mean, it makes sense for at. Uh, he mentioned Chris. Since he already refers to the NES as the NES and the SNES as the SNES, uh, or do we just stick with something boring like Xbox? Well, Justice Platt replied and said, uh, XSCX sounds like a drunken mistake. Yes. He's a fan. Uh, Yeah, we're going to have to work these kind of things out, boys. Like, you know, what we call things now. I think it's just at this point, it's the Xbox. It's literally, yeah. it's literally the first time they truly made a box for you. <laughs> I may just call it the Series X or something. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, we're going to pivot over to Twitter, where if you wanted to uh, mention us or see what we put out there on Twitter, like our episodes every Wednesday, well, sometimes, uh, it's at Weekly Game Chat on Twitter. Uh, I had posted, and we, we brought this up earlier. Well, it's a different game, but so disregard everything I just said. But uh, Rocket League tweeted, Ooh. That the Xbox Series X and S, along with the PlayStation 5, of course, launched this week, and you'll be able to play, guess what, Rocket League on all of them. Hey. Uh, and that's when Justice Platt uh, mentioned us, Chris specifically, and the guy behind the scenes at Discord, Acid Sugar. So that's kind of big news, because um, I got to tell you, I recently played Rocket League on my PC, and boy, oh boy. That thing looks Chris, you remember what I said about the grass? Yeah. <laughs> looks like real turf, he said. Like it looks like real grass. Uh back in on November fifth, IGN tweeted that Animal Crossing New Horizons was on track to become Nintendo's uh the Switch's best selling game ever. Uh so I put that out there where Justice Platt once again said that his girlfriend had logged over three hundred hours played. That's a lot of hours. And Maybe. I remember uh one night his girlfriend was on stream. And we got to see her island. It was actually a pretty dope island. Yeah. I did mention that was a lot of hours. You know what I'm saying? And he replied and said he was well aware. So there's that. Uh, uh, at Raymond Price also said that he uh, he owns it. 
Because I asked, you know, if anybody had owned it on your Switch, and he said, yeah. And I played a lot with his family, and I told him that's what it's really all about, isn't it? You know what I'm saying? For sure. Um, let's see. Do we have any direct messages? I don't think so. Let's double check. Uh, no, we just had one guy over in England that had stayed up watching coverage of uh, last Tuesday and Wednesday. And that would be Nat DeGunner. He was just kind of talking to us. And Thursday and Friday and, and halfway yes, through Saturday. All the things. <laughs> Uh, let's see if we got any new uh, likes or follows. Let's see. We do. We've got one at Tiger2E74, gamer enthusiast of the VR, Xbox fan, uh, music lover. Like, he's like us. Uh, anyway, uh, loves anime. Hashtag Goku forever. Thank you for the follow. Following you back, sir. And I think with that, we have covered uh, emails from both our weekly game chat at gmail.com inbox. We've talked about our Discord. We mentioned Twitter. I think I'm done. I think I'm ready to go. I smell these tacos, boys. It's Taco Tuesday at the house. Mm. <laughs> I, I'm ready to get this thing going. You know what I'm saying? This is going to be the fastest yeah. ed- ed- ever because Girth Brooks is waiting. Or Girth will Brooks be Chris is waiting Love. I haven't decided. On your new Xbox Series SX, Sig XC. I, I don't know. It's time for me to conquer England. Mm. What does that mean? Bahala! Bahala. Oh, yeah. He's going to prove that Alfred wasn't so great. Are we ready for the stand? You're about to do Turn that off. Pause it. You got to pause it. Yeah. You got to pause it. So Tinley is on standby to do the peace out, everybody, which is kind of cute. cute. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, to go ahead and button this all up. Thank you so much for listening. Chris, what episode number is this? 281. 281. I should go you know back and our- see when we reviewed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. To see how far ago we reviewed that. Uh, hope you enjoyed today's episode tell your friends about it if there's places to leave us ratings wherever you download our podcast from please leave us a, a nice five star or whatever review it is um, once again thank you for everything it's because of you that we continue to do this guys if you got nothing else I will simply say game on to Chris game on Sean game on John game on Sean game, game on, on. <laughs> Game on, John. You heard a game on from Tinley. And I will simply say, until next time, peace out, everybody. Dad. Oh. <laughs> it's, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. She could go. Okay, he wants you to say it one more time so they really hear it. You ready? Three, two. Peace out, everybody. That was a peek. Your mom's Thug life.
Hi, this is John J.P. Podlasic of Game Dev Advice. I'm a 30-year veteran of the game development industry and have a podcast where I interview artists, animators, programmers, designers, CEOs, and all different types of people that work in the game development industry. Whether you're an aspiring or an experienced game developer, you'll find useful, thought-provoking, and sometimes funny advice on the podcast. So check it out.